Welcome to the History of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures in comic art and literature, the Batman. My name is Adam Silverstein, a.k.a. Wednesday's Finest, and as always, I am joined by London. This week, we are missing our main man, Shadow Adam. There are other shadows for him to lurk in. And they are not here. But we are joined by the producer and engineer of History of the Batman with London, Mason Booker, who will be sitting in with us today as we discuss this week's topic. London, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, I Mason? I'm, I'm fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for having me, London. I, I love Harley Quinn. I'm I'm overjoyed to discuss Yay. that. Well, so London, what's the what are we talking about <laughs> yep. this week? Well, we haven't really dived into her character on the show, so I figured this week we will discuss the character Harley Quinn and ten stories that every Harley Quinn fan should know. Oh, all right. Well, that's going to be exciting. Ten <laughs> different stories. I hope we can get through it in the hour. Usually, <laughs> with that, I um, know. I'll uh, I'll try to keep the short the stories at least short, but I do want to talk about the character herself because I mean I want to ask I want to ask Mason first. I mean, why do yeah. you think Harley Quinn is is so popular? Well, well, well. Before we even get there, who is Harley Quinn? Well, For the uneducated, <laughs> I mean, come on. No. Um, <laughs> I will say I'm very excited about this episode because I only know of three Harley Quinn stories. So if you can come up with ten, I'm I'm very proud. <laughs> um, do you want to do you want to tackle who Harley Quinn is? Yeah, it, I suppose so. Well, she was created by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, who were the creators for the Batman the animated series. the The animated series started in 1992. And she was originally created to be a cameo character, actually, in the in the episode Joker's Favor, which came out in September 1992. And she was literally a walk-on role type person, but she, but Paul Dini really liked the character after the episode, and she became Joker's sidekick. She started out in. The animated television show. She wasn't in comics. She became so popular within the episodes that eventually she jumped into comic books and then eventually the Batman canon comics. And she then gained her own publication and she became a huge star. And yes, she's known as Joker's psychic, or then she more is known as Joker's girlfriend. And there's that whole complex relationship, and now she's been in animated TV shows and in the animated films, and she is an and in video games and in comics. She is just a very bubbly character in her personality. She was Dr. Harleen Quinzel, and she was a psychiatrist, and Joker was one of her patients, and we see that she falls into Joker's madness and becomes the character Harley Quinn and becomes the sidekick. So we'll kind of see her transform into this character and why. And it and I think just 
it's interesting more the relationship I think she has with Joker because it's so abusive, abusive in a way. My pudding's a little rough sometimes, but he loves me really. I know so many people who follow the page and who are fans that idolize that relationship or that love that she has for him. Yeah, they talk a lot about it. Even the even the titles of the different comics like Mad Love, right. Tainted Love. Yeah. And it's kind of idolized. Uh, it's a really weird phenomenon. But I I am also uh, a victim of it. When I, was a, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, man, their relationship is awesome. And it wasn't until I really kind of grew up that I was like, this isn't too good. It's the yeah. same thing with Twilight, where mm-hmm. if you look at the Bella Edward relationship... It's kind of emotionally abusive, right. <laughs> but it's idolized. Everyone's like, no, that's that's the real love. I, I think there's a really twisted view, uh, especially in the youth culture, uh-huh. that if you don't suffer for your relationship, right. it's not a it's If not you're a not real, willing to die for that yeah, person, then you a, don't really love them. It's a real one. Yeah. Uh, that's a really skewed. I think. Well, that's really. Eh, it's debatable because some people may think that. Oh, well, that's that's what love is. But then, of course, that's a whole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I mean, trying to describe what you think love is. I that's... mean, you know, we're we're getting into the uh, geek therapy action, <laughs> but it's definitely intense. The intensity of the emotion is there, but right. what I don't understand is in the animated series and stop me if we're getting ahead but they actually eventually like in the beginning it's all verbal repartee right and you're just kind of like oh it's cute that they found each other but eventually joker is openly physically abusing her right like, in front of everyone yeah and he pushes her off tables pushes her out the window throws her out throws yeah, yeah i mean he's he's violent towards her yeah and <laughs> i think because she's a cartoon that she's just kind of like okay cool right but if you get a little below the surface it's pretty intense because she ends up leaving him she goes and stays with poison ivy right they form a very close girl bond bond right yeah you know and ivy's like you need to get out of this situation and it's it deals with some heavy stuff but then in the end she goes back to him Right. And uh, I forget. I think eventually she finally. I'm not caught up on current current canon, but I think she finally has been fed up with him and mm-hmm. and has left him. Yeah, I believe to go hook up with the leader of Suicide Squad. But then eventually she carves the face off and puts it on him. Yeah, we'll part? talk about. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah. we are going to talk gets, about that. It arc. gets insane. Yeah, but, I mean that's the character, right? Insanity. Right, and, and I mean that's. That's what's interesting, and the and you see her as this really bubbly character, but then you you forget sometimes that she was a doctor and she really yeah. is like smart and and but then you, you so you just see that her emotions just take over everything over all the logic that she knows. I mean, she knows what she's getting into is is bad. I mean, she does. I'm, yeah, I, but I think that's what. I think that's kind of everyone. They kind of know if they're getting into something or in a bad relationship. They can kind of see it for themselves. But what's interesting that Paul Dini, he based a lot of the interactions with many of the characters in the animated series off of relationships and people that he knew in his real life. So the kind of 
battered, you know, syndrome that Harley has in that relationship. I mean, he's like, well, I've seen that and I've seen girls be with guys that they're not supposed to be with, but they're with them anyway because they love them so much. And it's based off of real relationships. So I don't know if that's just saying kind of a look into relationships, but in a very it's but it's in the animation. And I think that's one of the reasons why that the animated series was isn't still seen as a a show a benchmark. Uh, yeah, and, and definitely ahead of its time, especially for a cartoon. It delved into a lot of deep issues. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever read anything by Anna Quinlan, specifically the book Black and Blue and or uh, The Burning Bed, mm-hmm. um, which is not by Anna Quinlan. I can't remember who that's by, but <laughs> they they talk about rather openly women who are in abusive relationships, and it's because they're in love with the guy they yeah. just don't people are like why don't you just leave and stop and it's just you you just can't yeah. you're just in love and yeah that's a lot yeah. of times when women leave it's not for themselves it's for their children right. which is really intense yeah um, or it gets to that point yeah which... yeah the testimony by and large is you know the woman was if it was just me i'd stay but you know he's endangering the child right and that's that's when the protective instinct kicks in so we've got this Harley Quinn who's now become <laughs> quite a figure yes. in the Batman world. And has, She's amazing. Has actually, well, amazing is a strong word. I, I find her amazing. Okay. Why do you find her well, amazing? Well, let, let Adam. <laughs> I want to know, but yes. yes. Okay. Well, I, I, I kind of want to know why she's amazing too <laughs> because we're talking about a woman who's psychologically damaged. Definitely. Yeah. And... and she is violent. Yes. Uh, she acts irrational in a numerous amount of uh, instances. Um, it's not exactly a role model. Right. And yet, and she yet she's is, amazing. Yes. So why? Right. right. Well, uh, that, that was a fanboy moment. You know? <laughs> I find her very fascinating. If you want to, if you want to paint the rose tinted glasses, let me put on the rose tinted glasses here. <laughs> but you know, she's she's extremely strong. She's basically unstoppable. If she wants to do something, she will. She has no regard for uh, her own safety and or anyone else's. Right. <laughs> but she's just fun. I think is really what it is. If when she it, was overweight, would she still be amazing? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I mean, the was, look of her is, of course, oh, I mean, a she's huge... A, she's a bombshell. Yeah. The last time I seen you, you not only ruined my club, but brought the freaking Batman down on my head as well. Give me one good reason I do not dust you right now. I'll buy that. But I, I do wonder how much of it is sex appeal, because, I don't know, I... There is a lot to be said about her her personality and especially her her voice her voice acting uh, right because she I find it amazing that she was introduced in the animated series and made the crossover into the into the canon that's, right that's very awesome. few on I one hand yeah, maybe less, <laughs> less, less than that you know? yeah definitely but a lot of that is due to her, her portrayal where she's she's funny and she's bubbly and she's bright but she yeah she's really messed up. Dr. Leland, I'll show you. Starting tomorrow, you'll see I'm just as sane as anybody. But yeah. Although, if I can touch on it just a little, there mm-hmm. was an episode in the animated series 
uh, I think it's called Harley's Day Out. Yeah. And I, I love that. I thought it was That's awesome. one of the stories, yeah. Harley's Holiday. Oh, man, we should talk about that. Yeah, but, we will. Okay. <laughs> but no, you can... You can... Well, I'll, well, I'll okay. get there when we get there. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> against all rational thought, I find her resilience inspiring. Like, yeah. she goes okay. through all of this horrendous, horrendous treatment, and yeah. yet, you know, comes out stronger for it in the end, arguably, if not more damaged psychologically. Right. And I think after whatever she goes through, she has to question: Is it is it worth going through it? But then she's like, "Yeah, for well, most, for some, for most that's, of it." That's and then, where the cue, that's where the skew is, because yeah. like, I think he breaks her jaw or something, and she's in the hospital, and he sends her a rose, and it just says J, and yeah. she's like, "Oh, that was okay." Mm-hmm. Like that pissed me off. But <laughs> I will say, but Adam, you bring up an excellent point because you know if she wasn't sexy. Yeah. What, would she have the same fan base? I yeah. Mean, I and I know. mean, of course, Bruce Tim, who designed her, I mean, he, he did pinup. So, of course, right. all of those, all yeah. the female characters are just, they just drip with sensuality. Right. And yeah, and, and it's really hard to look sexy in a onesie. Let's, let's be honest. To, you have so, to have a slam and bow. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, well, there's a reason they chose Margot, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and even now, it looking, even though she looks different than when she originally came in 1982 for Suicide Squad, the actress that's portraying her, she's beautiful. I mean, that I think that has to be there yeah. for that character because, but and I, but it's funny because for the animated series, if you look at Poison Ivy, she's stunning as well, and yet Harley Quinn is arguably more popular. I would agree with that, but I would also point out that the mo- her peak popularity was i believe and you can correct me if i'm wrong when her and poison ivy teamed up and oh there were, definitely and there were some definitely thinly veiled lesbian yeah overtones right. undertones yeah, yeah 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 and i think that was just all the fanboys were just oh man <laughs> this is the hottest thing ever because i remember in the one episode they're in just t-shirts yep, walking and around they walk their, around the apartment yeah. <laughs> that, i remember that from, from and the fact that that's ago. a cartoon and it was like oh that's hot i it mean was that, hot. that i have to admit, like, <laughs> It was it was definitely a a risque factor that shaped my young teenage yeah. life. <laughs> but yes, it's definitely the way she aesthetically looks, and then, like you said, all that she goes through, and yet she still comes out of it literally alive and still keeps going. So maybe it's that factor, but it's just interesting because there are a lot of different female characters that are out there for DC or with even just within Batman, but Harley Quinn, for some reason, just captures audiences really, I mean, really well. I, I and, also think you, you said something there that really struck a chord with me. I think you're right. I think part of it is that people watch what she goes through. Mm-hmm. And A, yeah, she comes out of it um, ar- arguably stronger. Right. But <laughs> the other thing, and I think this goes ties back into the twilight thing which i'll I'll leave alone after this but <laughs> uh, watching her devotion to mm-hmm. the guy to the joker watching what she's willing to suffer in order to and and yet stays with him right i think a lot of people and particularly teenagers are like i want someone that devoted to me 
I that is the relationship that I think that that's I yeah want. De- definitely appeal because yeah. I think so, never, in some you'll way you'll never leave you'll yeah. always look hot and you'll never leave yeah. like boom perfect teenage <laughs> relationship so right. I, I think maybe that's part of it too which which does indeed beg the question what are our standards and as a society for relationships now and how have they been influenced by the media right you know yeah definitely so, sorry go ahead yeah but it's it's interesting and we're getting deep here <laughs> deep and, moments on but how, what what i happened. what i kind of almost fear when i see people who are really enamored with harley quinn and joker's relationship is that they are the younger audience right they're like my sister's age. She's fourteen. They're like, yeah. and, and that kind of worries me. <laughs> but I know that it's like they're not knowledgeable of relationships yet and all of that. But it's still like, why is that so? Oh, that's what I want. And it's like, ah, and I want to be like, no, you don't. But right, it's, it's, and that's what I'm saying. You see, you see people kind of build this as their ideal. Right, whatever. exactly. Because yeah, and everyone skewed. a little bit wants wants to know that whomever they're with, they're like, oh, they are dedicated to me and that and there is dedication clearly in Harley it's just so extreme and yet that extreme is okay for some reason and extremes usually aren't no matter what side you're on it should be (laughs) kind of moderate yeah the the, but um, she's like the yeah like I will die for him all right I want to hear some stories guys (laughs) can we get into some stories I thought this was a top 10 of it is it is but no I think it's a good foundation to lay about why this character is so uh or has impacted so many people why how she reaches um to the youth to the older crowd just how she's viewed and and again I do think it's amazing Mason how a animated character can then make that transition into comic books where you know you do have an opportunity to get deeper an animated show is 22 minutes right and the comic books can build up over time and years and have ongoing stories and so you can get deeper into the person or into the character in the comic books but yet she they were allowed to do that because of the animated show. So I do think that's amazing. And I think, you know, let's hear why, what are some of the stories that helped shape this character to help make her have the impact that she has made? Right. Um, Of course, the first story will have to be the, her debut, the first time we see her. And that's in mentioned before Joker's favor, which was from the animated series. It came out in September, 1982. And the voice just to add, the voice of Harley Quinn is Arlene Sorkin. So if anyone who didn't know, they love watching the animated series and love watching Harley if you didn't know the voice actress. Because I know for probably a lot of people, or they probably think Tara Strong is the Tara, only one. Yeah, Tara Strong came in and, and did it. Yeah, but, but she did it later. Yeah, so it's always good to note that there all everyone's there's been like five people that have done it since but everyone's performance has been based on arlene sorkin right i'm having a bad day i'm sick of people trying to shoot me run me over and blow me up so and and interesting enough it's it is a joker story and it, it shows joker's insanity of course because he comes across this 
guy named Charlie who cuts him off while he's driving and Joker kind of corners him and Charlie's begging him not to kill him and then Joker's like okay I won't but I'm gonna call on you for a favor and when I do you're gonna have to do it and he says okay and it's simple as that two years pass and then Joker finds Charlie and even though he's changed his name and where he's lived and moved his family Joker still finds him and he wants him to assist him at the award ceremony for Commissioner Gordon oh Charlie 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 so ready to do me that little favor please don't make me hurt anyone not a worry Chuckers As soon as you've done my favor, I'll send you right back home. I promise. And through this, that's where we actually see Harley for the first time. And her role in the the episode isn't as big as maybe other roles, but she she is a part of bringing in the cake that has all the explosives and everything. And she's just seen in her... Uh, clown gesture costume and she's just seen as Joker's sidekick his his person kind of and she only has like a few lines but it's the first time you see her she's cute and we don't really know how uh, psychotic she really can be and we actually see her outside of her Harley Quinn costume because she's dressed up kind of like a cop and she doesn't have the makeup on hey sugar you want to read me my rights you have the right to remain silent. Oh! Oh! But you can already see she's beautiful. She's like blonde and blue-eyed and she just, and of course, pin-up style. Ha! And here you thought I was just another bubble-headed blonde bimbo. Well, the joke's on you. I'm not even a real blonde. Just the animation itself, she is a gorgeous person, and yet she's Joker's sidekick. And, of course, Charlie, he has to call in Batman to come save Commissioner Gordon and the party and everything, and then Joker's subdued and all of that. But Joker's favor is uh, that's definitely a story or an episode that you should watch if you're a Harley Quinn fan, and I'm sure all more hopefully all Harley Quinn fans know that her debut is from the animated series. It's from this episode. And it's an important story if you love the character. Yeah, and I love that episode. Yeah, it's a way. it's a good episode. It is a really it's well a good episode. Yeah, it's like, it's it's a like good, the Godfather gone bad. Right. And it's a really good Joker episode. Yeah. It is. I mean, if you're, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Mark, Mark Hamill really brings it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And... And and that's the thing. Even when we're looking at these stories, not all of them are Joker stories, which is what's great. Yeah, well, that's what happened, right? It started off Joker, and then she yeah, she, and got, then, she went on her own. Right, exactly. And that's kind of our next story, which is another episode. It's um, it's Harley's Holiday, which is what this is you, one of my favorites. Yeah, of all it's one of my favorites too. Yeah. It um, it's a it came out in. 94 and it was in season six and it's the first time that we see harley without joker it's the first time we kind of get that focus without joker by our side which which is interesting enough because she was literally made for joker so i always like to see stories where i mean actually i take that back because she's made for joker so especially now with 
New 52 stories. And even though I do enjoy the new Harley Quinn books, it kind of is like, I don't know, it kind of bothers me in a way. I like the fact that she has her own and she does her own stories, but not with him at all. And she's like has her own thing. I guess me consciously knowing that she was made to be Joker, sidekick, girlfriend, whatever. And literally she was kind of formed around him. Now they kind of made her her own character, which is good. But then it kind of is, I don't know. Do you, do you feel betrayed a little bit? A little. It- it's not that I don't like the stories or the writing or anything like that. No, but I, I just, I don't know. I feel like this if is they- an, This is an interesting concept. It's almost like if Eve just left Adam, like she was yeah. made for Adam and just left and yeah. went off on her own thing, which is is its own thing, by the way, Adam. <laughs> I don't, know if, I don't know if you know about that. I don't, but that is interesting. Yeah, it's okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, kind of. I Literally, she was created, not even just, and she was created just for the show, and it was just for Joker. And I know that she's evolved, and we'll see that in the stories we'll cover but I always found it weird or I find it weird kind of seeing her not with him or her not referencing him even. But couldn't it be kind of a, a reflection of their relationship? Maybe she was initially with Joker, but he, yeah. he drove her away. Yeah, well, and, definitely. And yeah, and, yeah, and we'll see that that she kind of realizes that, okay, he's not... He's not the he, prince. He, yeah, he he's not the person or the one that I thought he was. Which, which is sad. It is. By the way. Because especially since all of these years that she has existed, that's been her whole thing. Oh, yeah. So it is kind of a heartache a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there is a definite sense of loss when the person that you feel you should be with, um, you find you can't. Right. Like, that's a that's a real thing. And yeah, that's that, real life that's, that's <laughs> relationship. That's human nature. That's yeah. to the, the, the deep. We're going deep. I know. Let's go let's back. Like, okay. What's the okay. next story? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, our our number yeah our number nine story is Harley's Holiday, and Harley is being released from Arkham, and she's excited, and she wants to be she wants to reform herself, and she even tells Batman when he's there, she's like, I want to just have a good life and be normal and not do this whole crime thing anymore. I know I can do it, and so yeah, I was I was very pumped about her idealism because she gets out of Arkham, I believe, for good behavior. Yeah, and then she's like, I'm turning over a new leaf. Yeah, she's like, and I'm gonna. Batman shows up basically as her parole officer. But right, she's like if you just back off i'll be good i'll be good exactly I was, I was pulling for oh don't worry i'm over the crime thing see i'm rehabilitated and ready to live my life right right and some of the best scenes i think of the whole series is when she's going to get a new wardrobe and she has <laughs> bun Lu and she's yeah. rolling down the street in roller skates and and so she's yeah, trying i don't know if people realize but bun Lu are Laughing hyenas. Yeah, exactly, which is perfect. Yeah. They're, not, they're not dogs. And, and she's basically being towed by them on roller Right. Skates. She... And everyone's horrified around her. Oh, my Lord. She doesn't get it. I don't know. It's hilarious. No, but but it's all innocent enough because she goes into the store and she wants to buy a dress. And then she sees Bruce Wayne with his companion and and then and she almost and she recognizes 
Bruce Wayne, right? right? She's like, and, hey, buddy. And he's like, oh, I, I don't know you. And then she holds up her hand right, and blocks she's like, his There's face. something like familiar. And it's like just his chin. So yeah. you're like, oh. And she's like, oh, you're Bruce Wayne, the billionaire. Right. And, yeah. Hey, don't I know you? I don't think so. Something about that chin. I know. You're Bruce Wayne, the boy billionaire. Unattached, I see. Um, <laughs> may I help you, miss? Uh-oh, enter the jealous girlfriend. Hey, remember me? That big charity bash a few years back? The one the Joker robbed? I was the clown girl holding the gun on ya! So it's all innocence and everything, and then when she goes and pays for the dress, the alarm goes off, and they think she's trying to steal it, and she's like, no, and it just... Yeah, it's so, just a series of misunderstandings. Right, it's, it's a like whole, legitimate. Yeah, like she wasn't even trying to do anything bad, and then something just snapped, and then she's just well, it kept building. <laughs> right, eventually, like she's got all these cops after her, and she's just like, right, and all then right, look, I've tried. I tried to play by the rules, but no, they wouldn't let me go straight. Society is to blame. And so, of course, like in the store, she changes back into her Harley Quinn outfit. and That outfit is called a domino outfit, by the way. The domino outfit. Or a domino. It's a style. It's, uh, from, yeah. it's oh, from Italy okay. during the carnival and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, she changes back. And right, then the cops start chasing her. And even in the whole time, she's just trying to, you know, she doesn't want to go back to this life, but she feels like, oh, I can't. I have no choice. Yeah, she, she feels, feels like everything's that, against her. Yeah, no matter how hard I try, it, it forces me back. Right. And then and then, in the end, she's back in Arkham. And then she talks. And even though through the whole time, Batman's trying to help her. She's like, it's just a simple mistake. And like all these are misunderstandings. And he gets it. Yeah, he was which, there. Right. Which is what I liked. Like Batman understands like she literally is just having a really bad day. But she sees it as, well, I guess I have to go back to a life of crime because everything is going wrong. And he even says in the episode, like, I've had a bad day once, too. That is my absolute favorite part of all. She's being taken into custody and he, oh, I'm tearing up. And he, uh, he shows up when she's being taken into custody and he gives her the dress that she was trying to right. buy. Right, yeah. And she was like, oh, thanks, you know, and he's I had a bad I day I had a bad once. day, yeah. And I was like, oh, the heart. <laughs> Way to go, Batman, you're so good. And she kisses him. Right, to, uh, thank yeah. Him, which I was like, mm, perfect ending. There's one thing I gotta know. Could you stay with me all day, risking your butt for someone who's never given you anything but trouble? I know what it's like to try and rebuild a life. I had a bad day, too, once. Nice guys like you shouldn't have bad days. So I and so that's a good episode, not just because of the writing and it's just fun because you see Harley being Harley. But you see that kind of interesting relationship between her and Batman and that Batman understands that she can be normal. I think, or she really does want to reform, but right. But she's caught in a but, bad situation, right? And, exactly. And but he under—I mean, he understands it more than I think <laughs> anyone else probably does 
within the show. I mean, probably besides Poison Ivy, they, they become friends. But yeah. he's more understanding, even though he knows that she's the bad guy and she's with Joker. But he he gets that, and I think that's kind of important to yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, this kind of goes... We're going to go deep real quick. This kind of <laughs> goes back to this whole thing of, like, why doesn't Batman ever kill any of the villains? Mm-hmm. Like, especially Joker, when it's yeah. so clear that Joker's psychotic. And we should definitely do a show about this, yeah, by the way. for but, sure. Um, <laughs> But it's because he, at at his core, no matter how tough, uh, he 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 does see that everyone is good. Mm-hmm. They just need the right chance to blossom. Right, and you always see that between him and like Two Face or Harvey Dent. Sure. He really wants him to go back and reform. He sees that no, there's still good in him, and right. and I think like I think you're right. I think that's a big part of why he doesn't kill his his enemies because he wants them to be able to. Turn the leaf, you know. Yeah, well, be good. We'll, of course, we'll get it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so definitely. So that's, yeah. Harley's holiday, definitely a really good. Is that the one where you episode. saw her backstory? No, that's a different one. No, okay. Y- you see it in um. Well, we're we'll, we'll hop. We'll we're get talking there. about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> um. So, moving along as much as we can. Um. I guess a number eight, it would have to be Mad Love which is where you do see her backstory. That was and, the And comic. we're going to talk, yeah, this is the comic we're going to talk about. And uh, it was in The Batman Adventures, My Love. It's a one-shot, came out February of 94. Paul Dini and Bruce Tim did the story. And that's the first time, yeah, that you get to learn about her backstory because uh, up until then, for the first two years, you, you don't know anything about where she comes from, why she is yeah. with Joker, any of that. She was, so, she was just a woman of mystery. Exactly. So you get her origin story, which, of course, for any Harley Quinn fan, you should know her origin because yeah. I think it's really telling of why she's Harley Quinn. I mean, it's like actually. It was really good how they worked everything in. Yeah. I I have to say that as a Harley Quinn fan, when that comic came out, when I even heard about that comic coming out, I was so pumped because (laughs) I, I, watching Harley's Holiday, it made me dig the character even more because I was like, she does have a good side. You know, she can, she can change. This is teenage me. (laughs) And I was, I was really pumped. And then Mad Love came out and. I have to say that that cover, iconic cover by yes. Alex Ross, I believe. Oh, right. For, um, yeah, the Harley, Batman, Harley Quinn, which we'll talk about. Oh, I thought that was Mad Love. Am I wrong? The one with the, with the like the with dancing? The, yeah. That's a different cover. Oh, I'm hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of good Harley Quinn covers, though. Yeah, but, but I, re- this I remember one is... buying Mad Love. Oh, that's the one with the heart and the gun. Yeah, I don't know. What yeah, the heart and the gun is the Batman. Yeah. Yeah, this is this one. Okay, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, that, yep. that was great, too. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, but I was really impressed with the writing and how they worked all these elements into, especially her name into right. the whole thing. Yeah, and and I'm not even sure if because I mean they named her Harley Quinn, so of course they had to twist it and create that around something that was already there. So yeah, I mean it's it's great creative writing, um, but as we talked about earlier, we learned that. Harley Quinn was originally a psychiatrist, Harleen Quinzel, and she started working at Arkham Asylum and as a psychiatrist, and her patient is the Joker. And the Joker, as she's she's been working on it for weeks trying to get him to talk, trying to get him to talk to her. And then he starts talking about kind of like having an abusive childhood. And once they start getting into all that, she starts to see that 
Joker is just really misunderstood. Yeah. And the biggest thing is that it's not Joker's fault. And everything always ties back to Batman. Of course, with Joker, everything always ties back sure. to Batman. So she believes that it's all Batman's fault. And so she wants to prove that she's not only because she starts to, of course, fall in love with Joker as he's revealing all of these so-called sentimental secrets and things that no one else knows to her. So she's falling in love with him and she wants to prove that she believes in him and that he's not the guy that everyone thinks he is, that she literally turns and changes outfits and she breaks him out of out of Arkham and she's like, I'm Harley Quinn now. And I'm your Harley Quinn. Yeah, I'm your Harley Quinn. Knock, knock, Puddin'. Say hello to your new improved Harley Quinn. I mean, it's so... I mean, of course, the comic shows that over time, Joker has literally been, like, manipulating her. By the, by the to... way, this, this really happens. I don't know if, I don't know if you know this, but... Um, it, this happens like people women who fall in love with uh convicted criminals in jail mm -hmm. like through just through letters and stuff and uh -huh. they fall in love and they come and they get married and the whole thing like this happens <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's which isn't healthy at all which is like every time i read this story which i love this comic and i love the episode that it comes from cuz this i mean we won't really talk about it, I don't think, again, I don't think it's in the top 10. I think it's within the same thing because the episode comes out in 99. That's based off of this comic. Right. And so, and then, and that's where we see a lot of, like we said, kind of the physical violence that Joker has between her and, yeah. and kind of you see that Joker manipulates her while she's his psychiatrist. And then once she's when she breaks him out, he still manipulates her. And the, the relationship itself, even though she's head over heels in love and everything like that, it's it's just, it's not good. It's not a healthy relationship. And so after she becomes Harley Quinn, you know, the comic goes forward and Joker is trying to, of course, find a way to kill Batman, even though we know he'll never kill Batman. And he lit and Harley literally gets on his nerves and he, right. you know, throws her out the window and it just, he kind of casts her aside. And so she wants to prove that prove her love to Joker and prove that she can help him. So she takes one of his plans and she gets Batman and he has him tied up over like a tank of sharks or something. And as she captures Batman, she's like, I'm proving to Joker that, you know, I can kill you, that I can do what he wanted to do. And Batman literally... Yeah, she actually gets yeah, pretty, she, pretty close. She does. I mean, Batman's tied up, like, hanging upside down. And she's like, I got you. And I'm going to show Joker that, you know, that I can do it. And he laughs at her because he knows that Joker's been telling her lies and trying to spin everything so she can believe him. And he's like, you, you shouldn't. You're being a fool if you think that Joker loves you or cares about you. And it, so, of course, her feelings kind of get hurt over this because he starts telling the stories that Joker told her about his father and childhood and everything and she feels manipulated and deceived and of course Joker comes and he's mad that Harley has Batman tied up and ready about to die but Puddin I, I don't understand don't you want to finally get rid of Batman 
only if I do it, idiot. So it's almost showing just everything Harley does to try to prove to Joker that she's the one for him and that he's perfect and that she loves him so much. It all kind of backfires in a way. And of course, the story ends with, like you said, Harley is hurt and she and but she's back in Arkham and she kind of sits there and thinks okay I'm not going to be with Joker anymore no more psychotic clowns I'm not doing this anymore and then she receives the rose and it's yeah in the hospital recovery right in recovering and it's from Joker and she's like she's in love all over again yeah all it takes yeah it's just one little it's like throughout the whole comic and even that whole story, it just seems like Joker really doesn't care. He's just trying to get his way. And then she shows one ounce that he does. And it's like, oh, he, he does care, even though he's been. Yeah. <laughs> and, just... and by the way, this is this is a real thing, too, that, uh, you know, the people will be horribly abusive mm-hmm. and then they'll show up with like one token and in. then everything's okay. Everything's okay. You just didn't understand before. <laughs> right. It was a bad. It was a bad thing before. You just didn't understand. And uh, that's a that's a real thing. And that goes back to the thing that Anna Quinlan was talking about, where the reason they stay with the person mm-hmm. is because they are in love with them. They want to see the good in them. Right. Exactly. You know? And I mean, you want to see the good in anyone you're with. So right. that I mean, it makes it makes sense. But it's interesting to see how they portrayed it between these two characters and just. And I think, like like we were saying, I think people like Harley Quinn and looking at the episode, I mean, I know people's like, oh, Mad Love's like my favorite episode because maybe they see the how hard she tried to get Joker to see that she cares about him in right. a way. I think you're right. I think and that exactly. kind of passion that yeah. she has. Yeah. And, and again, this goes back to my theory. I think you're right. I think it's like, oh. I want someone to be. Yeah, you want me. someone to care about you that much. Yeah, yeah. And even though it's unhealthy, it's like, but you do kind of want that. You're like, oh, I and so yeah, so that's. But you're right because then it go, it goes too far the other way, right? Because you can have people that are so into you, but if you're not as into them, right? Then like it, it becomes creepy, and you're like, no, leave me alone, and they become obsessive. Yeah, or, or quote unquote obsessive. If there's then, not a good balance, right? It it, it doesn't work out. Either way. It's heavy, man. Heavy. I know. <laughs> but that's why I've always been interested in Harley because I do. I am a Harley Quinn fan. But then looking at, like, rereading these stories and watching these episodes, I'm like, she's had it really rough. And it's really a lot of baggage on her part. And oh, yeah. Yet... I don't think she'll ever. Well, I guess we can talk about her future relationships. But, like, it, you're just like, man, is she ever going to recover? Yeah. <laughs> Not so wanted in twelve states and hopelessly in love with a psychopathic clown. It's it's pretty rough. But um, our next story is the one that the cover that you were talking about, because the first time she was in comics was actually in Batman Adventures number twelve from nineteen ninety two. But the first time she's in like within the actual Batman canon comes in the one shot in 1999 that's just called Batman Harley Quinn and that has the icon now the iconic cover by Alex Ross where her and and Joker doing the tango and 
it's a tie-in one shot into the whole year arc of No Man's Land. So love that, No Man's <laughs> yes, Land. Yes, we're going to have to do an episode on No Man's Land. And Mason, you're going to have to be on it because you love that. Oh, man. <laughs> you can't. I, I've got so much on No Man's Land. Go ahead. Um, so, so this is an important comic because it's the first time Harley's in Batman canon. And it's a one-shot within the period of No Man's Land, like I said. And in the story, Poison Ivy discusses this discovers her that she doesn't know that she's Harley yet um, in a park. And she starts telling her that she's Harley and Quinzel, that she worked at Arkham Asylum. And then she fell in love with the Joker, kind of the storyline that we just discussed about uh, in Mad Love. And then she tells him that she broke Joker out. And then the story kind of shifts and says when he escaped, she was caught and she had to stay in Arkham because even though and so she was stuck in Arkham after she broke Joker out. But she always felt that Joker would come back for her, that he would break her out. And eventually she he never came. And then once all of the chaos started happening within No Man's Land and Arkham, like, blew up and she was able to escape, Harley decided that she's going to go dress up as Harley Quinn and find Joker because a part of her was a little upset that Joker didn't come back for her when she was caught by Jeremiah Arkham and had to stay in Arkham Asylum. But she wanted to find Joker, and eventually she does. And they kind of have this really short, like, whirlwind, like, romance where Joker actually cares about her and is happy to see her and everything. But then it shows that Joker kind of takes a step back because he has these feelings that Harley has been wanting him to have. But then he decides to abandon her and shoot her off into this rocket that's in from like an amusement park and that's how poison ivy finds harley she's in this crashed rocket and so what i liked about this actually is because joker starts to develop the feelings that harley has for him and you kind of see for the first time that he does care but he's so i don't know if it's fear or that's just not part of who he is but he doesn't want to i I think he's just incapable yeah it's like relationships right it's like oh this is actually going well and this seems normal i can't have that and yeah i mean he's he's a sociopath exactly so a psychopath some i mean stability is not his his game so of course he tosses her out and then poison ivy finds her and this is actually the comic where we see that poison ivy um gives Harley the like a potion that makes her invulnerable to toxins and it gives her um, strength and she she develops that in this comic which actually carries out throughout the rest of within her own publication and other stories so she and Poison Ivy go after Joker and of course Batman's there and they have this big fight in this file and Harley who's now incredibly strong and she can't be gassed by you know joker's toxins or anything and she almost like beats joker to like a pulp like she almost kills him because she's so mad at how he dumped her basically but before she almost kills him he apologizes and he says you know i'm really sorry for what i did and she's like okay and they 
go back together. and It's a cycle. And so, yeah. And so once again, you kind of see that really damaged relationship between the two, that even though Joker's abusive and manipulative and he and he shies her away when he actually does gain true feelings, when he apologizes or says, I'm sorry, she goes back to him. So this is a, a good Harley Quinn story, a good Harley Joker story to see their relationship to kind of the good and the bad in it. And it's the first comic that... Harley's within the Batman canon. So she jumped from the animated series into comics, which, like we said, like less than however however many you can count on your hand, characters that were so popular could do that. Who has done that besides Harley Quinn? Besides Harley, uh, I want to say uh, Renee Montoya. Yeah, Renee Montoya. And... uh, She's awesome. And, I and think Bullock, someone I guess. else. Yeah, I think Bullock, too. I think those two crossed over. GCPD. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's just three. I mean, it's just, so uh, So that just shows that What about she's... the Clock King? Did he make it? Um, He's one of my favorite villains that no one ever talks about. I know. Well, he was in comics. He just was. He just stayed in his yeah. minority level. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's awesome. I love those kind of random villains because they're like really serious even though you think oh that's silly it's like no but he's yeah he was just so cool yeah (laughs) and uh i mean again i'm mainly talking about the animated series right right yeah his voice acting was so awesome (laughs) i know the fact that he timed everything everything was time related (laughs) i was like this is great yeah good job the animated series really did capture a lot of characters that you probably wouldn't be interested if you read it in a comic you know, that's it, true. I mean, because it gave him kind of more life. Yeah, it gave him more life because he may be interesting in the comics, but just seeing, just literally seeing them animated, it made you interested. Yeah, in well, I, I know when he was like, he's dodging Batman's punches, and he's just some dude, and he's like, I've clocked your punch, Batman. You're what? You're point five seconds on the punch or something, and he's like, ah. So now that Harley is. In comics, because the one shot was from 1999, um, she her popularity continued to grow, and then she gained her own self-titled publication. So after one appearance, she got her own publication? Yeah, she appeared in a couple of comics, and then the show continued, but they decided to give her her own comic in 2001. It ran from, like, 2001 to 2003. Wow. Yeah, so which is really impressive from coming from... From animation. From animation. So she just was that popular. And, it's, uh, and there's this one story that I think really looks into why... Harley loves the way that she does. I think why she loves Joker the way that she does because you get to see her before she meets Joker. You get to see her kind of like in her grad school status and right. you and it's um and it's a story uh by Terry Dodson and it's uh called Be Cruel to Your School and like I said she's it came out in 2001 and it's like a flashback series to she's at Gotham State University and she's an undergraduate and she is trying to do this thesis where it looks at the crossing between love and crime and it's like kind of a thing what's like the worst thing a person can do and you and you can still love them 
And well, that's heavy. Yeah. So that was her thesis that she was trying to propose to her her teacher, Dr. Marcus, I believe. And yeah, so she wanted to do that. And at the time she was dating this guy. His little name is Guy. So (laughs) so, that doesn't help. Um, (laughs) So I was like, okay. Um, So she's like, I'm going to try this theory out on her boyfriend, which is like, okay. And so when he comes back to like their apartment, Harley to or Harleen, she tells him that she stole a car and she was in this police chase and that she um, is she would like she's going to blackmail her teacher for like attempted rape. And she's saying all of these really horrible things. And she says that she has to go and she has to kill him because he tried to rape her. And so she's trying to see if Guy would be okay almost if she would go and kill her teacher. And she, and so he sits there and he kind of, Guy, he's like freaking out a little bit and he's shocked to see that like she has a Uh, gun in her hand. Yeah, but she like has the gun in her hand and she's just trying to see how much she like can trigger him. And she asks him if she would still stay with him or she or if he would still stay with her even though she is all this crazy all stuff. this crazy stuff happening and she's she's willing to kill other people and it kind of makes him go crazy in a way and he literally takes the gun and he like goes outside and he's walking and there's like a homeless man like on the sidewalk and like in this kind of like alley and he uses the gun and he kills him. Whoa. Yeah. Just randomly. Yeah. Yeah. An innocent man doesn't know him. And so she goes and he literally is like, and he literally goes crazy because I, I guess from all of what she said and she's very convincing he just literally goes insane, and he's afraid that she, he doesn't want her to go to jail because she fears that she's going to take the gun, she's going to kill the doctor, and she doesn't want he doesn't want her to go to jail. And she and he literally says, "You have to, you have to." He wants her to kill him because he's like he loves her, and he God. thinks, yeah, it, it goes crazy, and so. It there, doesn't show. There is a very strong disconnect between if you love someone, you're supposed to do anything for them versus how much is too much. Right. That is a real. Like, yeah. And so it's phenomenal. It's interesting. It, I mean, it's it's crazy how the story goes. And the panel shows that there's a gunfire. And so you just assume that Harley kills Guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I've never even heard of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's only in this comic. and Never mentioned again. Sorry, guys. Nope. Never mentioned again. <laughs> which, But it seems like he's such a huge factor into almost how how she loves. Like, because mm. she, she does this this whole thesis of like, like, how far will you go and you still love me? Like, if so, if I kill someone, are you still going to love me? You're still going to be by my side or are you going to leave? Like, so are they like hinting that Guy is the one who set the bar? Yes, that, exactly. That he was like, I love you to a psychotic level. Right. And, and now any, and s- guy, any guy who doesn't is not worth exactly. your time. Exactly. And right at this time, Joker was like doing all of these crimes and stuff. And then Harleen, Harleen sees him on TV and she's like, that's the guy I'm supposed to be with. 
that's the guy that's what? on my level oh, of craziness. Man. And so that's and so they say oh, that level. that's when she wants to go to Arkham and be and have her him be her patient so she can get into the mind of Joker because they she thinks that his mind and her mind are the same. Uh, that's what it concludes to in this story. I mean, that's a cool ending to that story, but it doesn't really equate because mm-hmm. in the when when you're shown it in the um shown it in the um animated series mm-hmm. she's she's more straight up as a professional doctor like trying to cure him right not, not really trying to understand him. yeah and so they kind of turned that story this way but the the relationship she had between her and guy and just how far it went and kind of what she wanted to prove. Yeah, sure. I mean, that, for, for this story, I see it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That became canon moving forward. Yeah. And that's really interesting. I'm just saying it doesn't yeah. really connect to what I But of I'd course, understand. in the publication, I mean, she got her own book. So it right. couldn't all just be about her and Joker. They kind of had to twist it a little bit. And so, of course, yeah. I, I see no, it. It's, but it's a, it's it's a real, I think it's a good story. I, I think it's a really good yeah, story so, for so I want to read it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 a good story. I liked it. Yeah, it came out in 2001. I think it's issue 8 of just the Harley Quinn volume 1. So, if you want to read it, that's you read it. So, yeah, looking yeah. looking in your direction. <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um so that's let's see. So now we're on our number 5 story, I believe. Um and it's within actually a Grant Morrison run, um, which I love. Grant Morrison is great, and it's uh, it's called The Clown at Midnight, which is a really good Joker story. And the actual paneling of the story, I think, uh, there was a lot more. It's not just like the little comic bubbles. It was a lot more writing. The imagery was very forceful it was very it's super visual and i think a lot of people didn't like it but um it's john van fleet's art and it's really great and that was in batman 663 that came out in 2007 and it's yeah it's a narrative style story it's really yeah it's really narrative driven more than we're used to just the panels and the art um but it's split up within the comic in 10 separate chapters but uh, so I, I'm confused. Yeah, there, there's no. It's not panels. It's like prose, and then on another, and then pictures. Yeah, it's not really paneled. So it's like a like a regular book kind of kind like, of like in a way. Book and then yeah. there's some illustrations in the book. Yeah, and and so and and it's funny because it's just in this comic that it's like that, and then it just jumps to the regular. So I think it's just between Morrison and, and Van Fleet what they wanted to illustrate. Um, but it's it's. Visually, I think it's it's pretty interesting, um, but it it goes with uh, Joker because in I guess if you have to go back, there is a comic where Joker and I think Batman like it's like ten issues before Joker gets shot in the face, and so you actually don't see him for a while, and then so he's kind of all bandaged up and he's an Arkham kind of. All, yeah, he's all bandaged up, and then Batman goes to his cell, and he wants to see how Joker's doing, and he can't speak because of how disfigured his face is. And he goes through, I guess he he looks 
at Joker's henchmen and trying to figure out kind of if this was all planned and everything. So it's a Batman-Joker dynamic story, but you do see Harley in this in this story, and she is, uh, and you see Joker kind of be very violent towards her and he is planning on he's trying to take off his henchmen one by one because joker feels like the fact that he got shot in the face like his men or his people like didn't do their job so they're going off one by one and that's why batman's there to figure out what joker's plan is and then even though harley thinks that she's helping joker he grabs her and is threatening to kill her he has like a razor to her throat and he but Batman knows that Harley was one of the people that Joker was planning on killing. He, She was technically the last one. And it's a story where Harley believes that Joker, of course, wouldn't kill her. He would never do anything like that. And then even in this disfigured way, he wants to kill her off with his henchmen. So it's almost like she's not special in a way because Harley always sees... I, I suppose uh, that she isn't that she is like his number one. I guess that p- p- besides like his goons or the henchmen, but here Joker is planning on killing her, and then Batman has to save her, and it's really and then J- Harley has to defend herself against Joker, and so it's once again it's another Harley Joker relationship dynamic where Harley believes her status with the Joker to be something I think kind of in a fantasy, in a sense. Um, it's a really, I'm Grant Morrison's great writer. It's Clown of Midnight. It's a really great story. And and so, yeah, that is our number five story. Right, so we've yeah. got four more to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think we've got four more to go. So what do you think? Should we just hit four? You want You want to keep going? Do you want to make this a two-parter? I don't know. <laughs> We're at an hour. That's Audience, fine. what do you want to do? <laughs> I we uh, could. I'm cool either way. I say we hit the four, last four. Okay. If we got four okay. more to go, let's do it. All right, let's okay. do it. So, buckle back in. We're ready. Uh, okay. Okay. So, you so s- what? What are your thoughts on five? I missed it. Um, I just see number five as an interesting Harley and Joker relationship story because Harley believes her status as Joker's number one and someone that Joker wouldn't kill for some reason is completely wrong. And he was, even though she was the last one, he was willing to kill her along with all of his henchmen. So Joker's psychotic nature, of course, makes him unstable. And yet she believes to be, I think, something that she really wants. I really think she wants to know that Joker loves her to the extent that no matter what happens or no matter what state he's in, he will always be with her. And she keeps seeing that that's not the case. So it's interesting that her normally the the mentality is oh but they'll change or i Mm -hmm. can change them and it's interesting that she doesn't she's not going down that path she's like i don't want him to change i don't want yeah but if that's the case then like how can you expect a healthy relationship if you're like yeah you're psychotic i don't want you to change but but we're gonna be different although there is um 
there's like the natural born killers, Mickey and Mallory, right? Where you're like, yeah. you're psychotic to everyone else. Right. But, but to us, we're the, it's us against the world. Yeah. That, that's another, that's another thing among, among teenagers. Teenagers take a, a very us against the world mentality mm-hmm. and all the emotions are so new and so intense that I feel maybe that's, that's a huge draw to this as well, that you can relate that you're like, exactly. it's us against the world. I feel this way when I'm not with, in my case, Susie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. You know, but, and, and no one else understands. My parents don't understand, but Joker, they get it. Joker. Right. Harley, they're, they're get, they get yeah. it. Yeah. And understand. I think we're not bound by these normal rules. Yeah. Baby. And, and whether you're like really young or, or however age, you probably have experienced that type of feeling with someone oh, yeah. before. So yeah, even yeah. if well, you're I not in every, it right now, every, you're like, okay, this is bad, but you're like, I know exactly how that feels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think everyone's, at least on the first, on the first love. Yes, you, exactly. You get, it's you're, that level of It's intent. like Harley and Joker, or well, Harley's love is like everyone's first love. There you go. <laughs> Except poor guy who never got mentioned again. <laughs> exactly. Who goes insane. It's it's uh, but yeah, I can't believe that. <laughs> never talked about, never even knew this guy no, existed. It's, it's crazy, and he's not even mentioned, not even just an Easter egg. He's it's not even a insane. footnote. Mm. What the f? <laughs> what the f? DC. And uh, I and I always okay. I know he's like we gotta keep I going. Go I know. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. They're screwed up. These two. <laughs> You just don't understand, Adam. I, you know, I you guess I, I'm it. over that first love. Um, uh. You know, I mean, you know, I got my love now, and it's uh, been <laughs> it's there for a while. Yeah, it's good and healthy, good and I'm job. not going nuts over it. Good you know? job. It's it's good that it's healthy though. Like it's yeah. fine. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with a healthy relationship. But it's just this is so. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so I, mundane. I mean, I hate to say, say this. I, I like Harley Quinn, but I'm kind of tired of all the psychoticness. I mean, it just still... <laughs> Right. Well, the, I guess that's part of the point is that in some of the stories, she like mixes it up and becomes borderline sane. Well, I want to hear that. Yeah. Right. And that's actually one of the ones we're going to talk about well, next. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Is this um, she gets with, uh, with Ivy? Uh, actually, this one, well, this one is in Paul Dini's run. We talked about, well, a Grant Morrison story within his iconic Batman run, but Paul Dini did a run Detective Comics, and in, in uh, 2007, the same year, in Detective Comics uh, 832, Harley actually, for a moment, is reformed in a way because the new ventriloquist comes, and I guess while Harley was in Arkham, she gained like a really great relationship with the old ventriloquist and then once this new one comes in she refuses because refresh my memory on the ventriloquist um well is he the dummy yeah it's it's that yeah it's it's that i mean the the ventriloquist have been kind of different yeah he has like like the scarface dummy yeah it's kind of it's it's that guy but there have been a few ventriloquists within the yeah so she had a relationship with the original one but then this Uh, girl defined relationship Oh, just friendship, talking oh, through okay. the cell. Okay. Like, you know. I just wanted no, to clear. Yeah, no, 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 no. Nothing like that. But just she liked him and she yeah. respected him. So. Um, they, they passed the time. Together. Yes, exactly. While they Spanning were in Arkham. <laughs> and so when um, 
Peyton Riley, who becomes the new ventriloquist, she wants to start um, a whole new criminal underground and wants Harley to come. She Harley feels almost disrespected, like you're trying to redo something that you don't know anything about. And so she actually wants to try and join Batman and Commissioner Gordon to stop this new ventriloquist from becoming or running the criminal underground. So for this comic, she actually joins Batman and helps him stop this new yeah this new rogue so this one isn't even really a Joker story or anything it's just Harley it's a it's a solid Harley story and it's actually her on the side of good for a very short period of time of course but it's for the respect out of uh, another crazy friend that she has so it's 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 an interesting story I thought that would be it's fun to throw in because, like Adam said, I'm sure he's sick of all the psychotic love stories. But that's a huge basis of why people are interested in this character. No, I get it. I so, mean, there, there's, it's, listen, it's, <laughs> it's not normal. It's There's something attractive to that, you know, being not normal. It, right. It's something – it's a comic book. I get it. You know, I love that. I want to. I want to see how she evolves. That's what I'm interested in now because I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I that's, do. That's the thing. She does evolve, but it's like a cycle. Like she goes. Right. She goes back. Yeah. And she, she goes comes back. back she comes forward. She goes back. Right. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, so. So wait. So during all this, real quick. Yes. When she's tracking down the ventriloquist. So Joker's nowhere to be found. He's been no. shot in the face. Or, yeah. Or is so that somewhere else. No, that's actually within this Okay, within this arc. Yeah, within this then, arc. So, so he's not there. So when he's not there, she's just sane, pretty much? Yeah, she is. That's she still has kind of the psychotic tendencies of oh, she's okay to kill people. Mm-hmm. She still has that, which isn't normal. Right, sure. <laughs> but yeah, she is much more sane when she's by herself, which is why I think I think her having her own book, um, people are interested because you get to see more of her. Yeah, yeah because, because people forget, like you said, they forget that she's a genius. Yeah, exactly. She's a, a doctoral candidate genius. Exactly. It's, yeah, she's not, I mean, she she's gorgeous, but she's not a bimbo. You know, she has a mind. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> although I guess she acts a little bimbo-y when she's she, with Joker. Yes, she does. It's like she almost, almost dumbed down a little bit when right. she's with them. But right. then when she's by herself... You really get to see the full Harleen or Harley. Right. You know? Yeah. You see that much more. So When she's with Ivy. Oh, yeah. Yes, and when she's with Ivy. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, oh, oh you'll, you'll hear it when we get there. <laughs> um, well, the next story that we're going to jump to is actually in the short arc that's right before – uh, the New 52 initiative before New 52 starts. So it's in actually Gotham City Sirens. So we talked about how she's by herself within her Harley Quinn publications, but in the Gotham City Sirens, she's with she's with Poison Ivy and Catwoman. Yeah. And so even though it was a short-lived book, it was only about 25, 26 issues, it showed, and it was uh, um, Gilliam March, which I love his art, um, and so it showed the different stories, and and there's one where it's kind of a uh, 
a holiday story and they all kind of go their separate ways briefly for the holidays. Like Catwoman actually goes to Wayne Manor and hangs out with like <laughs> Bruce and them. As and, Selena Kyle. Yeah, yeah, as Selena Kyle. And um but Harley, you kind of learn background a little bit with her. Um it's in it's actually written by Paul Dini again. He's been he was writing Harley for I think a you're the bit. one that told me about the term Diniverse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I loved his his run. I think I mean I'm a huge fan of Paul Dini anyway. And I like the fact that Paul Dini created Harley. So when he writes Harley, I feel like he probably has the I mean, yeah. a most clear idea maybe of what he wants Harley to be in whatever the situation is. But in um in this series, it's issue seven, it's in two thousand ten, and you actually get to see Harley's family, her actual like blood oh, relatives, wow. and it's for Christmas. So and she actually lives in Brooklyn. So uh-huh. you so which makes sense. Makes if, sense. <laughs> which like I said, Paul Dini probably be the only one who'd be like that that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Well she has an accent. Because of the accent. Although and, when she's not when she's Harleen Quinzel, her accent isn't there. Right. She t- So it's like, I don't know what that is. I don't know. So it's interesting that she lives in Brooklyn. So maybe, I, I don't know. But that's an interesting. I think that's more of an Easter egg than anything else that she lives there because she could really live anywhere. Um, but the family reunion kind of goes wrong because her father's in a bad state. And the reason, and she, her family life wasn't good at all. She had a bad upbringing, and that actually led her to want to study psychology um, mm. in at, at Gotham State University because she because her father was a criminal and her brother was trying was kind of going down that path, and her mother didn't care, and she really wanted to understand why her father would take up crime over his family, and she had a lot of issues dealing with that. So, of course. It's more seeing that she, her family life was bad, and it kind of gives a little bit backstory as to why she wanted to become a psychiatrist in the first place. And in the end, they all, um, Poison Ivy and Catwoman, Harley Quinn, they all come together and they have Christmas together. But, and so it's, it's a story where you get to see them separately and you get a little bit more backstory on Harley and you learn that she is, she comes from a Jewish Catholic background. Yeah. I mean, it's just all these little tidbits. You just get to learn more about Harleen and why, and a little bit more of why she is the way she is. Why she, yeah. So it's more of like, you get to learn a little bit more about background. And so we're jumping into Number two story, which we're in the new 52, and now we're going to talk about Joker returning with the, the face and all oh, that okay. that you were talking yeah. about earlier. So I, we're I've, go- <laughs> I've read about this, but I was just like, what? Like, it's crazy. So like, yeah. What story is this one? So now we're in New 52, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about uh, the arc within uh, – well, we can kind of go back a little bit. And Harley, she – becomes part of Suicide Squad. So just in general, she's in that. And you said earlier that she gets with Deadshot, which she does. So for a period of time, while Joker, because in Detective Comics, volume two, number one, when Joker escapes from Arkham and he leaves his face on the cell wall. So he literally, well, Dollmaker in Arkham takes off his face, Joker's face, removes it, puts on the cell wall. And then so Joker's... Because Joker says that he is now going to be reborn. That is his rebirth, him having his face taken off. That's literally what he says. So you actually don't see Joker 
for almost like a calendar year in comics. It, so Joker is just sitting there and he's like, I'm going to break out this time, but this time I'm cutting my face off. Yeah, and Dollmaker. Who is Dollmaker? Help me out. Uh, villain. He he toys. He deals with toys. Okay. And it's just, yeah, it's just another rogue. But he takes off. He literally removes his face. And so that's, so. Did someone see face off or something? <laughs> this is just bizarre <laughs> like, to me. No, they're going to do that. So. During this time, Harley is with Suicide Squad, and she doesn't know where Joker is. She doesn't know what's happening. She's heard about him escaping Ar- Arkham and Gotham. Well, they've been and, separated for at yeah, this point so for like she, a few years, right? It's or, been a little bit. Like they haven't really been together, but right. she still loves him, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, he's gonna come back and mm-hmm. everything." But of course. Harley's Harley, and she kind of hooks up with Deadshot a little bit. Well, I don't think it's kind of. I think she, like, throws herself Oh, no, they do. But they have, like, this kind of weird relationship for a while. But she's within the Suicide Squad. Well, she squad. likes his abusiveness, basically. Well, like, yes, his, of his course she's drawn. Right. <laughs> of course she she's drawn for it. And even though she's doing that, she still kind of is on the hunt for Joker mm-hmm. and is trying to, like, find his face you're you're mr right now dead shot yeah (laughs) you're not mr right you're mr right now exactly but he's into it he's like whatever right and so hot harley quinn (laughs) and so even new 52 harley has her own book and that's kind of when uh uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor come in and they take over Harley, which I love that series. I, I love the. Oh, so that. she has her own series. Yeah, in New Fifty, oh, okay. yeah, she has her own book, and that's current right now. Even do they now. talk about why she changed her look at all? Like she kind of looks like she fell in with the insane clown posse. A little. Yeah, um, I think it's just another redesign. I don't know why. I mean, I think they I wanted to what make the it. Yeah. Were. Yeah, um, I think so. I know some of the inspirations were actually from the video game Arkham City. Yeah, because I know Joker died in that video game too, and mm-hmm. she was all like, "Oh my god!" And yeah. So actually, Arkham City is is a big part of it, and um, also but, I would say the rise of the alternative uh, pinup model. Yeah, like definitely. I know that started in. 2000 suicide mm-hmm. girls and all that they, yeah and they've kind of that look that, that, that look right has become much more accepted tattoos and face right. paint and dyed hair and stuff yeah and so the story we're actually talking about is within the arc uh batman death of the family because that's when the joker returns and that's when i'm sure Wait, i thought you've death seen... of the family was way before wasn't mm-hmm. that jason todd that's no? death in the family well, and this one is death, death of the family. Oh, it's sorry. an homage sorry. to the, it is an homage to the name, though. Yeah, I got it, it is. You know, it, okay. it, it is. So I'm with it. <laughs> so clever that. plan, DC writers. <laughs> I I catch you now. <laughs> and so that was a 23 issue saga. Came out in 2012, and it is the return of Joker, and he has his face back, but it's pinned back on his face so i don't know if you've so he, seen he I, I haven't you've mentioned it before yeah i don't know if you've read it <laughs> so did he did he get his face off the wall and put it back on yeah exactly but for a while harley quinn had it right and so I, he, I did read a very small portion yeah and she, she had it, and then she put it on and yeah like she yeah. was all like wearing it and she was right. like, this is hot and then i believe in a psychosexual moment she ties up dead shot 
and puts it and on puts him. the face on him. Yes, and he's like, "Don't do it." He's like, "We're gonna do this." <laughs> yeah, and then I assume. So yeah, a that lot of stuff happened after that. But yeah, I didn't read that far. Right, but Joker gets his face back. But hasn't his face grown back at that point? Well, I'm just confused. All right, go ahead. Well, well, no, like it's still all. Yeah, it's, it's still messed up. Yeah, it's still messed up. So, but he literally pins it back, and so, and then he wants to wreak havoc, of course, on the Batman family. So that's what the whole death of the family arc is. He's attacking each character within the Batman family, and oh, okay. so that that's the whole story. But then, of course, there is a, a Suicide Squad tie-in story, and Where? that. That's it. Well, it's a Suicide Squad. Uh, it's like issue fourteen, yeah. And uh, that's the story we're going to talk about. And is that the one where Joker shows up and takes his face back? No, this is well. Like, how Joker... does he get his face back? Because Deadshot was wearing it while Harley Quinn had fun with him. Yeah, <laughs> Harley like threw it like in the sewers, and oh. then Joker found it. And, <laughs> oh my god! And so it's all like you know gross rotted. and rotted. Yeah, I mean it's not a pretty picture. That's why. Yeah, it's it it is gross, but but Joker feels like that's. He's That's reborn. Him. That's, That's him. him. That's right, job. exactly. So Can you love me like this? <laughs> so Harley. now we have a Suicide Squad story where Harley and Harley sees Joker for the first time after he's removed his face, put it back on within this story. And Joker kidnaps Harley and it's it's a really I think for Harley it's a really telling this is when it kind of ends for her because um he says he kind of tells Harley that she's not like his Harley, she's not the Harley that he thought she was and that he's telling her that he's not her joker anymore, that he's a whole different person. Yeah, like they've both moved on. Yeah, it's kind of like they're they're separating in this book. And Harley, the way that Joker's acting, she's like, he's not the same as I've known him. He's changed. And even for Harley, he's too much. And so they they physically fight and they go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then... In the end, Joker makes Harley put on his original Red Hood costume and they're in the abandoned Ace Chemicals and Batman finds him or he thinks that it's Joker, but it's actually Harley in the suit. And so when he finds Harley, she... A lot t- of cosplay with this couple. I want you to wear this. <laughs> I want you to look this. I'm just saying. And what? And I think then the story is that... When Batman finds Harley, she tells him, Joker is not my Joker anymore. He's not the same person. And she even tells Joker, just because I love you doesn't mean I should be with you. And that's probably like the first time you ever really hear her say that or or the, the thing that. I've felt reading stories with Harley and Joker and it's like just because you love the person and you think oh they're the one they they probably aren't they might not be the one that's for you or good for you and she sees that I think more because Joker just goes over the edge completely crazy and the, yeah the story is if you love the Harley and Joker relationship and you kind of in the story see it end and then of course Harley is in her own book, Amanda Connor and, and Palmiotti, and she has her own new relationships and all of this, and she's her own character. And, of course, like I said, even though I love the stories and they're fun and she's still quirky and crazy, it's still like, but Joker, she was made for Joker. And so it's always there, been kind of 
disheartening to kind of yeah, follow the there, story. There's a, a there's a certain sense of loss. When yeah, you're like I I loved this person to the nth degree, and right? It, and it didn't work out. Like it's, you know, are you ever gonna love someone that much again? Right. Probably not. You know. Yeah. I mean, it'll be different. Exactly. And I and I'm ending our top 10 stories because I wanted to put in more media. I'm ending it with the Arkham series that Harley Quinn actually does have a role in all the Arkham games. Maybe the video games. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and of yeah. course, written by Paul Dini in the store. In the, Isn't that the, where they revealed her new look? Yeah. And so that by itself, visually, I mean, she changed from Arkham Asylum to Arkham City. And then, of course, in Arkham Knight, she's in the game, too. It's not really a spoiler at this point but like we said Arkham City the Joker dies at the end and she wants revenge on Batman because she believes that he killed Joker and and that in itself the video game story is a good Harley Quinn story looking at the relationship that she has with Joker and and yeah you kind of get that same a little bit of the feel from from the animated series the kind of love that harley has for joker and yeah so throwing in video game story i think that is a good story to look at and any story right now new 52 she's even getting her own new series i think it's coming out in february it's like harley quinn's little black book and it's going to be a team-up book oh so and the first issue she's teaming up with wonder woman what? Yeah. So that's that's so be just cool. and so the fact that she's having this book and then she still has her own publication, and she's in video games and now Margot Robbie's gonna play her in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm. I'm she's having a good year. Yeah, yeah, Harley Quinn is still as popular as ever, and we've talked about ten different stories. And even though they've hit on either her love for Joker or why she loves the way she does or why she got into her profession or just or just learning about her, the person herself. I mean, she's more than, I mean, these stories reveal she's more than just a sidekick. She has layers and she's a very complex, damaged character, but a fan favorite regardless. I agree. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. That was well wrapped up there, Alonda. Good job. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, we made it. <laughs> so do you think Margot Robbie's going to be able to pull it off? I it's I think there's a lot of pressure on her. Be, well, I, and I, I know they're and I'm trying and I still don't know exactly where they're going with her Harley Quinn. Right. I, I think they're trying to emphasize her crazy because I believe yeah. in the trailer she's like tied up in a straitjacket right. upside down alone in a yes. cell. Surrounded so we by like know that guards. she's psychotic just already right. that it's not that she's turning. So I th- but I think I think she'll do good. I'm always optimistic, and I don't. Ha- I am. I am always optimistic that about. That is an understatement. <laughs> but I appreciate but, it. Yeah, but I would like to see more footage or more synopsis or something so I can kind of get an idea. I, we've seen a lot of footage of of uh, Lito's Joker, and we know that they are already in there. They're going hand in hand somehow, mm-hmm. and but and yet there are still parts in the trailer where he's torturing her it's a little glimpse so we yeah, don't I, know really where that comes from and right. so we already can see that 
the damaging relationship that we see in the animated series and in the comics and the video game. We're going to get a piece of that in the film. I just don't know how they're going to execute it. But I am excited to see it because it's a new Joker, which everyone's always excited about Joker. But it's Harley Quinn, and it's Yeah, all the guys I talked to are like, oh, my God, did you see Harley well, Quinn? Well, Mar- Margot Robbie is, is gorgeous yeah. just by herself. So, yeah, I, I am excited to see that. So hopefully – it's going to be a modern interpretation. People are hoping for animated series for some reason. She's not going to be. It's classic. And I get that. And that's my favorite, too. Even with all of these different interpretations, these different writers and different looks of Harley has now, animated series, Paul Dini, Bruce Tim is still my favorite Harley. So good. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, listen, <laughs> that's a good stuff in the Harley Quinn world. <laughs> I didn't know half as much. I have just like been blown away because you two have a love for Harley that I didn't even realize existed. It goes deep. It does go deep. So thank you for being here, Mason. Yes. Yeah, so thanks for awesome. having me. I, I love uh, the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. You love the show? You love the show. I'm glad you do. Yeah. Because, because you're here all the time yeah. when we're recording the show. But, but I mean, it helps that I actually, you know, enjoy the topic. There you go. That's good. Well, thank hey, you, Mason. Yeah. Thank you. And why don't you tell the listeners about what you got coming up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to say that I'll be launching a, a show of my own coming up. It's called Anime Attic, which is really good. We go into the attic and blow some dust off of old anime that uh, is still really awesome, but maybe isn't talked as, about as much these days anymore. So uh, each week, me and a guest uh, come and review uh, an, anime, an anime and uh, talk about it and go deep with it, uh, like uh, maybe maybe you have mentioned before, Adam. Um, but we talk about like you know what's the meaning behind it and what's the... What are the interpretations of different characters and stuff? Kind of like this. Yeah. But, uh, cool. Anyway, so anime. I'm looking forward to it. So and, and anime fans. T- what there. are some of the guests or who are some of the guests you've had or are going to have on the show? Oh, uh, I have. Uh, well, there's Raven, who is a, a cosplayer and an anime fanatic. And she uh, cool. talks especially a lot about the manga. So we do the manga Maven Raven sections. Nice. Cool. And then uh, I talk a lot with Zara Fossil, who is a Hollywood voice actress. And also um, Japanese theater experts. So she comes and she talks a lot about it with me. And uh, Juliana Shuttler, who is also another actress out here, um, but is also a friend of mine from back east and is a hardcore anime fan. Cool. Uh, I have her on too. And then uh, hopefully we're going to get uh, a few other people too. So um, we're That's in That's awesome. Yeah. I'm and when do you think that'll be coming out? Soon. Super soon. Um, Definitely by January, if not before. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So two, 2016. New, new yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New and podcast. Just on the just in time for Adam's new show. Awesome. Hip hop ish. Yes. <laughs> that will be another one that's just waiting to come out. Is that yeah. coming out around the same? Oh, uh, I thought that was gonna be out last week. Oh. <laughs> coming. I know. I, know, I, I have know been it's coming. Waiting oh. for it to come out. Yeah. I listened to the <laughs> the first episode again with the mad <laughs> twins and the oh, blockheads. So it's so good. Man, that was hilarious. It is. It's really <laughs> awesome. a good thing. Yeah. So anyways, we'll, we got lots of history of the Batman still coming up for everyone out there. London, how can the listeners get in touch with you? As always, you guys can email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. Any 
questions or comments, if you have a particular Harley Quinn story that I didn't mention, or you have a reason why you don't like Harley Quinn, anything you guys want to talk about, you can always email me. You can follow on Instagram at Instagram.com slash History of the Batman. You can follow on Twitter at Twitter.com slash History of the Batman on Tumblr at historythebatman.tumblr.com and you can like on Facebook at facebook.com slash historythebatman. But yeah, I love all of the responses I get and feedback through email and all of your, you guys are really supportive and I really appreciate it. So yes, please email at historythebatman at gmail.com. All right. And uh, you can reach me at at Wen's Finest, W-E-D-S Finest on Twitter. And also like to tell you about some other podcasts that we do have coming out or that are currently out. We've got Pod Sequentialism with Matt Kennedy, which is a great show. It is a great that show. That is a really awesome it show. It is. <laughs> I, and it's on iTunes, obviously. Yeah, it's on iTunes. It's got a 50, it's got 15 five ratings. It was nothing else. It's all five. Yeah, it's it's That's a, awesome. it's a really brilliant show. Uh it's not getting um uh, the the promo it should uh it's it's definitely it's just Matt goes deep yeah on, on I wanted to of, know on really deep issues I really enjoyed the pop art as comic I knew you would I did I yeah. loved that episode he, he talks a lot about uh, Roy Lichtenstein and how yes. basically Roy Lichtenstein lifted from the from the early forties comics and yes. there were no reprisals no yes. one sued it was amazing. So that is something people should definitely be listening to if you want to learn more about the art aspect of comic books, not just the characters, but the actual art that goes into it. And yeah. then he also deals with very deep issues as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my, one of my favorites was uh, he deals with um, sexuality in, in comics. Yes. Which I, is yes, really I that. awesome. Yeah. That was, that was so, a really great it's episode. Like, it's time to have the adult conversation about that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. he definitely does that. We also have Disney Click, which is where everybody, or uh, Briars and uh, Rick. Rick and Briars. Rick and Briars. <laughs> Coming out, yeah. They just talk Disney, man. They go deep. They love it. It's all about going deep. I mean, that is essentially yeah. what the meltdown. It's the passion. It is the passion. The nerd out, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is what it's about, nerding out, and we get to do it for everyone and it's really fun, and I think that it comes out in the shows. Yeah, I think if you want to pick up a, an interesting episode, they have an excellent debate about the princesses, the Disney princesses, mm. and if they're oh, good or bad. Oh, yes, I listened to that, yeah, which is very interesting. I never even considered that. Yeah, are, so. the, are the Disney princesses in actuality good role models for young girls? It's a fascinating it discussion is. that yes, I never would I have thought about. Me either. So, I, yeah, it's real. Great topics. Yep. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Meltcast 3.0, which is a bunch of the clerks here at Meltdown just getting yeah. raw. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. So fun. Yeah, just, and you I finish. loved being on the one of the shows. Yeah, it's I was actually fun. on one of the shows, yeah, it's too. Yeah, so, so fun. It's been very, <laughs> very cool. Also, like to shout, shout out Eats and Geeks, what's our YouTube show, where you learn how to make Geek inspired, awesome, yummy, nerdy treats. Oh, it's <laughs> fantastic! And then, obviously, Digital Lizards of Doom. You can also find yeah, them on YouTube as well. Thank you it's for a tuning. Dance party. It was that. It's a dance party. <laughs> it is a dance party. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you again for tuning into the history of the Batman with London, broadcasting from Meltdown Comics and Collectibles. The show was engineered and produced by Mason Booker. What up? <laughs> 
And we'd like to just say thank you. See you next week. And peace, love, and Batman. Batman.